Hello and welcome to Something in the Stars Astrology Podcast. I am your host, Kelly, and today I am joined by my friend Kathy to discuss the Sibley chart, which is America's birth chart. Please sit back and enjoy. Here we are. Hi. Here we are. Hello. <laughs> we are back again talking about the astrologies. Yes. So today we're doing the Sibley chart. Woohoo, America. Yeah. So for <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Um so for people who don't know, the Sibley chart is the chart I I believe that is most widely used for America's birth chart. Now, I mean events we look at them a little differently than we would say like a birth chart of a person. But the Sibley is, it seems like it's the most widely used chart. However, there are a, there are several different charts out there for the United States. And if people want to know more about those, they can tune into the Astrology Podcast by Chris Brennan. It was the podcast that was done on April 28th. It's episode 252. So if you want to know more about the different... U.S. birth charts, you can go to that episode. We here are specifically going to focus on what is called the Sibley chart, which I believe Austin Kopic, which is your teacher, has said That's he's pretty ride or die with the Sibley yeah. chart. That's, I think, the one that he definitely uses. Yeah. So mostly, yeah. what we're going to do is we're going to be looking at the upcoming transits to the Sibley chart. So the timing for the Sibley chart is July 4th, 1776, 510 p.m., Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I got this information off of astro.com. That's a, yeah, that's a good resource, too. There's a ton of charts on astro.com. Yeah. So, but we're going to focus on the Sibley chart and the upcoming transits. So you and I are just going to kind of run through the transits. But I feel like I feel like we need to talk about Mars first. Because Mm -hmm. as I was looking through the transits, there's, as we know, Mars is in Aries now. Yes. It's real excited. Yeah. (laughs) Be at home. (laughs) Yeah, because Mars is at home. And yeah, he's being his his fiery little self. And I always talk on this podcast about how like Mars is a malefic Mars does malefic Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. So I want to give some context to that. Um, And this might be scary to some people. But this is what Vadius Valens has to say about Mm -hmm. Mars. So I want to go ahead and put this in people's minds. Okay, so Vadius Valens was a astrologer, you know, 2000 some years ago, uh, from uh, from the Hellenistic realm. (laughs) And this is what he had to say about Mars. This is from the anthologies book. And the reason I have this information is because I took Chris Brennan's course. And this is some of the text that I have to read. So if people want to know more. And you're about- a recent grad. Yay. Yay. Thank you. Oh my God. Oh, it was so cool. I got the, I got the email and he was like, you passed. I have notes. And I was just like, this is going to be great. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually need to go through like each one and look at yeah. it. 
But okay. yeah, I was I was like, ah, now I can take the course over and then maybe I'll really understand it next <laughs> then time. I'll, then I'll learn. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hellenistic astrology is... It's rough. That's, it's that's, complex. It's yeah, dense. Absolutely. It's awesome. Yeah. So let's hear what Vadius has to say about Mars. Mm-hmm. So Mars... And, and this is like a paragraph, so this is going to take me a minute. Mars indicates force, wars, plundering, screams, violence, whoring, the loss of property, banishment, exile, alienation of parents, capture, the deaths of wives. Remember, this was way long ago. Way back. <laughs> Abortions, love affairs, marriages, the loss of goods, lies, vain hopes, strong-armed robbery, banditry, looting, quarrels among friends. Anger, fever, ulceration, boils, burns, chains, torture, masculinity, false oaths, wandering, embassies under difficult circumstances. So hold on to that one for a minute. Actions involving fire or iron, craftwork, and masonry. In addition, Mars causes commands, campaigns, and leadership, infantrymen, governorships, hunting, wild game, falls from heights... Weak vision strokes of the body parts, Mars rules the head, the seat, the genitals of the internal of the internal parts. It rules the blood, the sperm ducts, the bile, the elimination of excrement, the parts of the rear, <laughs> the clothing, the clothing because of Aries, as well as wine and beans. Wine and ma- beans. All right. Of materials, it rules iron, decoration, oh wait, different, uh, uh, of materials, it rules iron, it rules iron, decoration of clothing, because Aries, as well as wine, wine and beans, it is of night sect, red in color, and acid in taste. Yeah, that makes sense. That's going to be a pain to edit, either that, or I won't edit it at all. <laughs> I'm reading very right. small text, so I right. apologize. Oh. So yeah. that's what the wandering star Mars is all about. Yeah. And as we know, like in modern, it's like, and, you know, Mars is like how you take action or how action is taken against you. Right. Um, but really, I look at Mars as like, Mars gets stuff done. Yes. And, it, you know, like, I always, I think about like one thing that Austin Kopic says in our classes, you know, is when it comes down to it, it's about the friction, you know, causing friction. Yes. And mm-hmm. so whatever that looks like, it may be really scary or it just may be things like that are mundane, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah. And we need, we need friction to, to do anything to do. Well, yeah, to do anything. Yeah. And we also, I think we need a certain amount of friction to foster change. Yes. It has so, to. Yeah. Because if stuff is just sliding along, la, 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 there's really yeah. no reason to change it. But if there's right. an irritation, yeah. you know, uh, Mars rules inflammation, too. Yeah. Like yeah. Mars can bring fevers, which really right. concerns me with COVID. Yes, exactly. Um, and I, I noticed, too, just an off uh, side comment, it, you know, that they're starting to see new symptoms again. You know, yeah. and so, yeah, absolutely. It points straight to that. Um, there's something else I was going to say, but it's gone. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> 
It happens to me all the time. It's Mercury retrograde. We're going to get through yep. this. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the things that, I mean, speaking of COVID, one of the things I've noticed, like as, like as Mars was like, I'm getting close to Aries, mm-hmm. there's been all of these stories about how like, oh, the numbers are going up. Places are having yep. to close down. And that was one of the things I was worried about. Yes. It's that resurgence, you know, although mm-hmm. to be honest, it didn't resurge. This has just been happening the whole time. Yeah. You know, yeah. I keep hearing that w- there was a couple times I read like, oh, the second peak. I'm like, no, 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 this is, this is, we're in the same peak. It's just getting worse and yeah. you don't even know what the second peak is going to be. It's not going to be that great. I think you know? that's, I think that's our Mars retrograde. Yes, absolutely. I think think the Mars retrograde is going to be like, (laughs) let me show you what I can really do when I'm mad. Again, you didn't listen. So I guess I got to come back and fuck things up. (laughs) And uh, Mars, I think of as a planet that is extremely unhappy in retrograde. Like Mercury is just kind of like for Mercury, he's just kind of like, I'm just doing my thing because I like slip and slide back and and forth. forth. Exactly. And you know, Venus is just like, I have a wonderful opportunity. Yes. And Mars is just like, I have to slow down. What? No. Yes. This You're, will not stand. Yeah, exactly. That It's pulling that back when he's used to always going forward, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's literally like taking, <laughs> I just have this vision of some warrior heading forward, running towards the enemy and somebody going, yank by the neck. Yeah. You know, and going, what, what are you doing? You know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's not, not its best look. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not, yeah. not. I mean, if it would be different if it was like, you know, like Mars and Taurus would be like, all right, I'll just bulldoze through this. That's fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like a big giant that squashes everybody or whatever, yeah. you know, but yeah, it's slow still. <laughs> yeah, it's slow still. So it's okay. But like Aries is like, oh, what? Yeah. No, I don't think so. It's the arrow, the flaming arrow that just goes shooting through the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that is that is wonderful imagery. Yeah. So the first aspect we get is actually in a couple of days because you yeah. and I are recording this on June 28th. Yeah. Um, so July 3rd, which is my mom's birthday, uh, hey, transiting. Birthday, so transiting Mars. Mm-hmm. So the Mars that's in Aries yep. is trucking through the Sibley charts, fifth house. And I used whole sign houses for anyone who's curious yeah. will be square. The quote unquote natal Venus in Cancer, which is in the eighth house of the Sibley chart. Right. So Mars, basically Mars square Venus. Mm-hmm. So friction. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat. Yep. And this is going to be a continuing theme through these yep. transits. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, you know, this whole like Mars and Aries to me is creating chaos. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and whatever it's talking to, it's just going to weasel its way in until whatever that is, is kind of bullied over, you know? So like Venus and cancer, I don't know about you, but I feel like America has sat for so long or most of America, let's be fair, um, in this like Oh, America, the beautiful, you know, Mm -hmm. and 
this comfort of it's just a wonderful place to be and blah, blah, blah. And I just, I see air uh, Mars and Aries coming through and saying, yeah, I don't think so that you can't hold on to this. Like, I don't know, this vision of whatever you've had for so long, it's not working. So yeah. Stop, you know? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like Mars is going to, I feel like Mars is going to come to Venus and, you know, because they, they're lovers and the, mm-hmm. and the mythology and she's going to be like, hi, honey. And he's like, don't you hi, honey, me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. She's going to be like, what? what? He's be like, you know yeah. what you did. <laughs> yes. You didn't exactly. think about. <laughs> yep. You, you didn't think been... about oppression. <laughs> Right. You yes. made everything. And you decorated this place to you used other people's money, you used yeah. other resources because yep. Venus is in the eighth. You used yes. other people's resources to make everything look pretty. And it was yep. a bunch of bullshit. And you're going to we're going to we're going to we're going to talk, we're gonna talk about, about this yeah. young lady. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I see. I feel like we've I'm just going to say we because we all have to own it, you know. Um, have been sitting with these rose-colored glasses. No matter what your view is, the fact is we've allowed that to happen for so, so long. Yeah. So he's coming to shake it up. Yeah, it's not... It's not great. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's not great. And But sadly, it's, you know, when people ask, like, you know, why why do these things happen? Because they have to. Because they they need to. Right. You know? Yep. So, and I just want to side note that I'd be lying if I didn't say that, of course, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I don't think any of us are immune to what is about to happen. Um, no, you know, so, but no, no, so not when at I, all. I think when you and I both say, like, oh, our country, we include ourselves, you know, it's, oh, completely. Right. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm the first, you know, uh, I wouldn't say I'm the first person to the, to admit, but I'm, I'm willing to admit like this shit is on me just as much as it is on anyone else. And, you know, as a, as a, as a member of the colonizing race. Yes. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. So it does not matter how liberal or how open-minded I am. I still got shit (laughs) to sort through. Exactly. And it's ingrained. We were born into it. And this is, yeah. So that theme of Mars coming in is about to really rock all of us. Yeah. Um, But again, so necessary. So that's how we're starting it off. Yep. And then... On July 7th, transiting Mars, square natal Jupiter in Cancer in the 8th. So Jupiter is exalted in Cancer. Right. So these two can at least have a decent conversation. Right. I think it's preliminary starting already. Mm -hmm. Um. I look at it as like challenging belief systems that we've all been, again, ingrained with, no matter what your belief system is, you know? Um, yeah. And, and this is, I'm seeing more and more people challenge their own belief systems. 
So I'm wondering if yeah. this is like a spark to like further it, you know? Yeah. Well, because I mean, that's, that's Jupiter's bag. Like, you know, you're, you're the things you believe in religion, spirituality, you know, I mean, like one of the things I've been seeing is like, friends of mine who, who are Christian saying, Mm -hmm. you know, we really need to have a conversation about Christianity Mm -hmm. and patriarchy and racism. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, I've (laughs) seen that too. It it is. I mean, I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket, but it it is hopeful to see that because at least you have that like beginning spark where people can shift. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I see I see it in the pagan community too where yes. you know the pagan community is like we need to decolonize our shit. Right. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, I started seeing that a couple of years ago and I was like, yeah, because uh, you know, this isn't just about like the Christian right wing whatever. It's it is every part of our belief systems no matter what you believe. Yeah. It just paint. It has painted all of it yeah. in this whitewashed type of thing, you know. So yeah, I mean, even your own personal beliefs of yeah. like, you know, and I'll use the, you know, how could I be racist? I'm a oh, good yeah. person. Mm-hmm. It's like has nothing um, to do with that. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like it has nothing you, to do with being a good person. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you're a good person. It's just that you've you've benefited from a system that you know, like, yeah. why don't we take? Why don't we just treat racist as a word and like take away? You know what I mean? Like take mm-hmm. away the good bad connotation and like just look at right. it from like the look at it from a different point of view. And I think people yes. are having a hard time like they're having a hard time separating that out or they are separating it out. And they're like, yes, yes, yes. Everything I believed about myself is a little wonky right now, but Hey, I got to sit with that. (laughs) Right. The uncomfortable. Yes, absolutely. I, well, and again, you know, like being a good person that goes back to what our society has deemed you as a good person. I I think about that talk with Diana Rose Harper that we were at, at Norwalk and, you know, she, it was radical self-care and she really like, what is your worth and why is your worth dependent on what society has told you? Mm-hmm. You know, that really, it just drove it home for me that like being a good person isn't um, following the law and working 40 hours a week. And, you, you know, that's not what that is, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Great. No. And I, I, oh, I loved her class. I did too. <laughs> it was I, so good. We were lucky because we got to have her last, this last week in our equity group um, again. And I got to experience that class again. And like you said about taking Chris Brennan's thing over again, I, I really benefited from hearing her do this again, you know? Yeah. So for people listening, uh, I don't know which episode it is, but um, oh, Diana. Yeah, yeah, Diana Rose Harper episode of the astrology podcast with Chris Brennan. It's called Radical Self Care. Oh my God, go listen to it. It is yeah. so good. Amazing. So, yep. She blew my mind open. Yeah. Um, we got that yeah. on July 7th. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say the one, you know, like the other thing is like going back to like the fact that that natal, you know, the natal Jupiter is also in the eighth house. And like, what does going back to like what other re, other people's resources and like other 
things look like. Because, you know, with Jupiter, you I always look, think about it with abundance, you know, mm-hmm. and what we have or what other people have. Um, and the other shift I'm seeing is people realizing that you, well, white people, our, our wealth is over abundance. Yeah. And there's a way to share that with other people that don't have that head start, you know? Yeah. So again, same theme with Mars. Yeah. (laughs) Challenging that, you know? Yeah. Mars coming in and being like, dude, we got to have a talk. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. It's going to be real uncomfortable. (laughs) Right. Because I don't like to talk. I just like to do. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I like to expand things. Yes, exactly. Aren't you grateful for everything? Uh, Well, yeah, Yeah. there's that. Ooh, that could be like a downside of Jupiter being like, well, aren't you grateful for everything I did? Right. The holier than thou type of look. uh, That's not pretty sometimes. So um, and when you do have that challenge with Mars, it, it can start to look like that in a squaring off, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Good times. mm -hmm. Let's see. The next one we have, July 21st, transiting Mars in the 5th, square natal sun and cancer in the 8th. He's just battling everyone. Let's just get that out here. (laughs) Mars is in a lot of meetings. It's in a lot of no, actually, he's like what he's probably doing is like being like bringing them down to like a sparring pitch and being like, you know, yeah, I'll talk, but we're gonna spar while we do it. So yeah, (laughs) so Mars, you know, Mars squaring the sun, so like Mars squaring off with the sense of self. Mm -hmm. Yep, Um, excuses, whatever excuses we've had as a country. Mm-hmm. are going to have to be really challenged. And no matter, like, you know, I think about the sun and vitality or what we are, or, you know, um, yeah. and really squaring off to what that looks like. Um, and, and it's funny because, like, I feel like there's also this whole, like, you know, are you going to come at me with your love and light bullshit? Because I'll shoot it down. You know, Mars is like, you can shine your sun all you want and yeah. find your comfort in that. But the fact is just, yeah, try it. I'll have something for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, Mars likes to get a war. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and, and in a very real sense too, you know, that's yeah, not just uh, the wars we might have seen where it's on TV for us mm-hmm. and mo- for most of the population, you know. Um. Yeah, I, there's one uh, one of the things that I've been seeing just in the astrology is the whole a whole is like the breakdown of identity. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, it, it, literally on all levels. Yeah, like, it, <laughs> I hate using this analogy, but I think about the Matrix, the movie. And mm-hmm. everything you ever knew yeah. is not real. You yeah. Know? Um, everything you have come to love or brings you comfort is going to be challenged now. Yeah. And that, like that overall arching theme is going to be, that's the part that's really uncomfortable for us, you know? Yeah. And it is very hard. It's not easy work. There's not going to, during it, during the mm-hmm. birthing 
of it. It's, there is no like, Oh, I see that, you know, like we might, some of us, some people might be able to see the Mm -hmm. silver lining and in the future, but right now, um, it's not really supposed to be comfortable, you know? So I liken it to patterns of trauma. Yeah. Because so, you know, what happens when people have had trauma is that there are there are patterns of behavior that are created, mm-hmm. you know, and those patterns are comfortable for that person. You know, right. they end up in a cycle of abuse, because their whole life has been abuse. Yeah. You know, why can't they leave that marriage? Because it's what they know. That's all they know. Right. And it's what they're comfortable with. And we mm-hmm. cling to the familiar, yep. even when we know, like it's in our brain, that it's not good for us. Exactly. So I kind of see, I see this theme uh, coming up mm-hmm. of like, oh, I'm going to cling to it because it's what I know and it's right. familiar. It's going to be really difficult and it comes out in different ways too. I, I yeah. feel like it's some of it's that obvious, like you're wrong and yeah, all lives matter or whatever it is, you know, but even like the part where we might think we're doing change, but we haven't really gotten there. And yeah. that's difficult to see sometimes, you know, because yeah. you're like, oh, no, I'm for it. I, I want to change. And I want to admit that I've been wrong. But sometimes even during that process, we're totally oblivious to what that is, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or the it's almost like it's almost like with addiction yeah you know like the first thing you have to do is admit there are, there's a problem right exactly and if you can't even see it yeah that's a, pro- that's a problem you or know? if you admit like there's a problem it's like but, what next yes, exactly. <laughs> what do i do and i, I don't think, know yeah and i think i think there's a lot of that too and then sometimes like i think if people are like what next if they if there's not guidance then it's real easy to fall back into, it's real easy to relapse. Absolutely. You know? Because again, it's comfortable and it's what you know, you know? Yeah. So there might be that type of like back and forth, you know? Yeah. Um, And, you know, know, I'm a believer that everything's on a spectrum and everything ebbs and flows. I mean, I believe that there's going to be you know, good days where it's going to be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then other days where it's going to be like, we're four steps back from where we started. Right. What the fuck? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I was thinking that yesterday. I was like, personally, on a personal level, yesterday was a good day for me. It was mm-hmm. okay. But I also know, like, that looks so different in different ways, you know? And, yeah. um, but on the overall, this is... It's the everyday work and yeah. keeping in that and continuing it is yeah. is hard. It, I'll just be honest. It's hard, you know, yeah, yeah, but it doesn't it mean you shouldn't do it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if you got to take a break for an hour a day a week, do it, but get back to it. Right. Know? Exactly. So yep. we all have to sleep. You know, the thing is, we're humans. We're all humans. We're not um, like droids. We don't you know, just function on some electrical charge 24 seven. So you have to be realistic and go, I have to have eight hours of sleep tonight. It's not an option because otherwise I am good to no one. And I might even make it worse for others if I don't. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right. 
So, okay, we did July 21st. Okay, July 23rd, transiting Mars, mm-hmm. opposite natal Saturn in Libra, mm-hmm. in, which is in the 11th. And Saturn is exalted in Libra. Yes. Um, so oppositions are really interesting to me. And Mars-Saturn opposition. Yeah. So both of them are in a good position. Mm-hmm. Both of them are like, I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So they can have a decent conversation. Right. You know, they can actually be in their best frame of mind to have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I always feel like Saturn is asking the question of like, what do you really want to get accomplished here? Mm -hmm. Right. What's the plan? Yeah. You know, Um, what's the work? (laughs) Yes. What's the work? Exactly. Well, and, Go ahead if you had something. I'm sorry. I just Oh, well, and I'm back. just thinking I'm just thinking too like Saturn and Libra, Libra is diplomatic. Mm-hmm. And Aries, you know, Mars Aries not so much with the diplomacy. Right. Mars is kind of like, yeah, I like do stuff, I don't talk stuff. Right. But I think Saturn is going to be like how are you going to how what's the message? How are you going to What's what's your diplomacy strategy here? Because right. you're going to have to do it. You don't have yes. an option. Right. <laughs> and the thing is, you know, Mars might be able to listen to that as like a war plan. You know what I'm saying? Like you still have yeah. to have a plan, even if you go into war um, or whatever that looks like. But yeah. yeah, like Saturn, I was going to say, you know, Saturn, obviously good for structural, like the structure of relationships and how we stand together. What does that look like? You know, mm-hmm. um, and that we can learn more about why we protect particular relationships. I was thinking about this because the 11, it's in the 11th house, right? Yeah, it's in the 11th house. Yeah. And so we're seeing our groups and communities come together and form very particular ways. Yep. Um, and, but the, also there's a question of like, are we doing things because we always have? And if, again, it goes back to like feeling secure about mm-hmm. that, or do we challenge that in the way things look different again? You know, um, why are, why are you forming the group you are? Why have you joined in a community that you are? What are you Mars doing with that? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I actually don't mind oppositions. Because I like don't you said, either. They, they really, there's more balance in it than mm-hmm. just squaring off like with squares, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Well, and I always quote April Shaley on this, but she's, you know, she says, when there's an opposition, the one has the medicine the other needs and vice versa. Yes. So Mars is like, I want to go to war. Mm-hmm. And Saturn and Libra is like, going to need a plan. Right. So let's work together. <laughs> yeah. It'll even be I, better, you know. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, because this is happening in, well, this is happening in July. It's we're on the new moon, right? Yeah. Um, yes, it is. Hold on. I've got to go over to my other, <laughs> I've got to go to my <laughs> July forecast notes. Right. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, July 20th is the new moon. Okay. 
So it'll yeah. be right after that. But it's, be- you know, the moon will be growing into that. So well, and also too, I think in terms of like, the Democratic Party, oh, my gosh, we might we we might see so because like with this, it's going to be pretty Mars mo- is right now moving pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be applying a couple of days before and then separating a couple of days after. So we've got yeah. like, eh, like the span of a week where right. who knows, we might start hearing things about plans. Yes, exactly. <laughs> picks and such, you know, right. So, yeah. and it might be something that's surprising too. I don't know. I, right now I don't have a lot of faith that there's going to be change, but I, yeah. that's my own personal feeling that has nothing based on astrology. So yeah, <laughs> you know. yeah, oh, I'm with you on that, but yeah, but also <laughs> but too, know. it could be, you know, it could also be, you know, plans and dealing with COVID. I mean, I think, yes. I think by the time we get into July, I think there's going to be some pretty wide eyed, like, Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, because here's the thing, like, especially with the COVID thing, you know, last week, uh, Wisconsin's Department of Public Instruction came out with a solid plan for schools to base off the new year. And so I feel like we will be seeing more of that because it has to happen. Like something has to be put into place no matter yeah. what. And and if the schools usually generally when the public schools do something, the rest follows or vice versa, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think that's going to be about the time that we hear more. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, COVID has definitely been a crash course lesson in the five stages of grief on like oh. meta levels. So much. Absolutely. So, yeah. Actually, I think all of this, like even like politically and all of that, it's been a crash course in like five yes. stages of grief on a meta I level. Think, yeah, like over and over. <laughs> yeah. Which is interesting, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but that that Pluto return we've got going. Yes. You know, it's, I mean, 24, roughly 24 degrees, that's that's applying. Right. It's an applying conjunction. And here it is. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. So next up, we have, sorry, I had this a bit out of order. August 4th. Oh, yeah. Transiting Saturn. So Saturn, as it is right now in Capricorn, is transiting the second house of the Sibley chart in Mm -hmm. Capricorn, and it will be conjunct the natal Pluto of the Sibley chart. And then it will do this again on October 16th. So Saturn conjunct, transiting Saturn conjunct natal Pluto. Yeah. I know. This is a big one. I... I kind of wonder if Saturn's going to try to pull out some type of old normalcy. Because, you know, like we went, dipped into Aquarius mm-hmm. and it was kind of like that flash of like, this is what p- things could look like. Yeah. But I don't think we we're done with the structures that are, no. you know, so it has to come back into Capricorn. Um, going like kind of grasping at whatever materialistic shit we have left. <laughs> Well, and this is this is how I look at it because it's transiting Saturn, it, which is retrograde right now, coming back to a planet. So right. anytime you get a conjunction, I feel like Saturn is asking Pluto, "Did you fulfill the thing that you promised?" And we course we know the answer is always no. No, 
Right. Because there's never enough work with Saturn. So I feel like Saturn will be like, did you fulfill the promise? And Pluto is going to be like, nah, I still got work to do. Right. And I have a feeling that that is like, and you know, Pluto being, I know we get tired of the word transformation, but I know plant, but but he is what he is. Right. And I can't remember if I had said this on the last time, maybe not, but Austin had mentioned Pluto is also like burning a hole into a canvas, you know, like, so it is, yes, we have those transformation transformation happens after destruction anyways, but you know, like there's that like void weird, (laughs) I don't know how to explain it, you know? Um, Well, and also too, like anytime you're interfacing with Pluto, Pluto has a tendency to make that which is small, really big. And yes. that which is big, really small. Small, right? You know, it's a so, power piece. You know, yeah. So it's yeah. I it I think this is just going to be a real drill down moment of like, what is your work, right? And it's around the structures of society. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, if you don't mind, I want to I want to read a quick excerpt from Cosmos and Psyche by Richard Tarnas. I don't know. If oh, yeah, Richard. Tar- I have not read it yet. It's yeah. on my list. <laughs> I'm not even through it yet. But I this one came up in one of my um, in our class discussions. Um, and I just thought, okay, this is like, it's kind of a little paragraph too. But yeah, no, um, please do. Okay, so Saturn Pluto alignment periods are also characterized by displays of personal and collective determination, unbending will, courage and sacrifice by an intensely focused, silent, strenuous effort in the face of danger and death, by a deepening capacity for moral discernment born from experience and suffering, and by the transformation and forging of enduring structures, whether material, political, or psychological. So yeah, I, I mean, I that one part where it's like intensely focused, silent, strenuous effort. Yeah. That's going to be really huge because there's a there's a lot of needed noise right now but Mm -hmm. also it's we've the silent part has to happen too you know um and i think about saturn in that respect of being like this like even though he's kind of like the structure guy but i also feel like he's the quiet one you know oh completely yeah i feel like saturn only speaks when saturn has something to say exactly Yep. You know. Right. Saturn's like that teacher that just like crosses their arms and you just like keep explaining and keep explaining. And they're just like, yes, mm-hmm. you'll eventually give away all of your secrets. And then I'll say like, you know, two sentences to you. And, yes. you know, that'll just be what you have to do. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but it, yeah. And also the teacher that, you know, stands there with his arms crossed while the class is going wild and will not say a word until they shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they realize, Oh, it's really quiet. I should probably be quiet. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, you know, it's that, that structure of like, uh, I don't have to make a huge sound for you to understand what I'm trying to get across, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, we're going to get that. We're getting that. What? Twice. We're getting it August 4th and we're getting it October 16th. Yes. So that's going to be a few weeks away from the election. And we are going to talk about the election in a few minutes. But for anyone listening, 
We're not giving predictions. No, <laughs> I have no idea. No, I, I have my own personal opinion, but I don't have any idea. <laughs> I have I have like I have like three opinions and I, I don't mind and I don't mind giving them. But right. like for anyone, I feel like for anyone trying to predict this, it's no. like, Oy. but anyway, no, yeah. So next, let's see, August 5th, mm-hmm. we have Mars conjunct Chiron. So Chiron's okay. been in Aries for a little bit. So everybody get your pencils and papers ready. You should have, I should have said this at the beginning, but August 5th, October 6th, and December 12th, Mars will conjunct Chiron. Yeah. This is interesting to me because mm-hmm. this is like, we must do something about the wounds. Mm-hmm. Right. Specifically, the identity wound. Yes, exactly. The, I don't think it's going to be like a uh, sit with your feelings and cry type of. <laughs> no. It's going to be very different, you know. Yeah. This to me looks like a tantrum. Yes. This to me looks like the person who's been going to therapy for a while and finally has the heaving, sobbing cry. The rock bottom. ah, Yeah. 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 This, yeah, this feels, this feels very physical to me. Right. I was going to say volatile conversations and actions. Yeah. It's not going to be pretty. No. No. And looking at from like the viewpoint of like, this is the, you know, birth chart for America. You know, right. we're looking at the collective. So yeah, to me, it, it feel to me, it feels physical, it feels visceral. Yeah. Um, But I also feel that like, after there will be a sense of relief, like when right. you've had the heavy cry. Yes. Because there's always that shift after you have yeah that you know outpouring or whatever it looks like so yeah and chiron to me always seem because like i know it's like the wounded healer it's like oh it's all about your wounds it's like but it's also about the healing too right like to me no matter what type of aspect you're having with chiron Mm -hmm. there's always like the healing balm afterwards because that's its point yes you know exactly that's the end point it really yeah. If yeah. anything, it's trying to identify like there's a problem here. <laughs> right. And it sometimes it has to dig really deep and uncomfortably to get at that problem. Yeah. So, yeah. Which, you know, gestures vaguely. Right. You know, yeah. and I mean, oh, we talked a lot in the beginning about, you know, white supremacy. We can also, mm-hmm. you know, elevate that up to patriarchy and all of that. But I mean, right. essentially, it's all of those things. Yes. You know, so. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then on August 7th, transiting Mars and Aries will sextile Mars and Gemini in the seventh. Mm-hmm. So we have Mars in the seventh house. And a sextile is an easy flow of energy. Mm-hmm. So Mars isn't wanting to fight with right. himself. Right. He's wanting to might- have shifting how we look at plans or whatever. Yeah. Well, and it's in, it's in the thinky place. Like, I feel like Mars has kind of like been like, yeah, I've been trucking along. I've been like fighting with everybody in the eighth house. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then I feel like natal Mars is going to be like, you know, I'm in the house of relationships. Mm -hmm. 
maybe you need to think about maybe you need to think about relationships mm-hmm. and who you're surrounded with. Yeah, who mm-hmm. you're surrounded with. Yeah. Um you know, who do you want to be associated with? Right. Exactly. Do you want to be associated with these guys or the, these persons, yeah. excuse me, these these right. folks? <laughs> right. Or yeah. those folks. <laughs> uh yeah, and I know this looks more broadly at like maybe more groups, but I, for whatever reason, this reminded me of the TikTok teens disrupting the Trump rally. Oh my God, with that was great. Buying all the tickets. K-pop I was like, that is, is so such awesome. a. Yes, and K pop. Yeah. So, like, they literally did this disruption and agitation of like a Mars energy, but they did it in such a different process, you know, like. Yeah. For Very me, Iranian. And I, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. And those, that type of like. I'm just going to think in a totally different way. Like yeah. I, as a Gen, Gen X, would have never thought of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I know. When I saw that stuff, I was like, this is great. They had also it been, like, K, like K-pop stands had also been using, um, it was like a hashtag or something, like not all white people or something to... Yes. To infiltrate, like, because, like, that hashtag got overloaded and started crashing things, and it was all, right. like, K-pop videos and stuff. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, I never would have thought of that. That's, like, the coolest thing ever. It is, and it's kind of passive-aggressive, but you know what? Whatever works. <laughs> well, you know, how awesome that, like, that's so digital age. Exactly. exactly. You know? And it, it, just coming out of this like massive Gemini energy the last yeah. couple months, it really just like, wow, I don't know. It just pushed it into a way I had never thought of before, which Gemini yeah. energy was. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, but back to, you know, like relationships too is like, we really do have to think about what that looks like to us and why we may be continuing some. Mm-hmm. that aren't actually helpful, you know, and that's hard to look at too. Yeah. Well, and look at the, look at the larger story that's just played out so far. So, you know, we've got this, we've got this irritation going on with like, um, mm-hmm. you know, look at what you're built on. Look at, look at what has been taken advantage of and how, what, what a lie that's all been. Yeah. And now exactly. let's take a look at the wounds that has caused all of that and around identity and all of that. Who are we even? Yeah. You know, that's exactly it. Who are we? And that is a really, like I said, it's a hard question for most people because you feel like, do I even know myself? What am I? Who am I? You know? Yeah. Um, And, and you always have, like, I think most humans do the like, what is life, you know, but yeah. it really is like forcing that conversation now. You know? Yeah. I think it's yeah. so awesome. God, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I I'm doing I, it, but I anyway, agree. <laughs> but that's me. <laughs> right. Um, so, okay. What do we have next? We've got the, okay. Yeah. August 16th. Sorry. You might have to scroll back up through your notes. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. uh, August 16th, transiting Mars square natal mercury in cancer. It will also hit this aspect again on October 3rd and December 23rd. So this is a part of that retrograde thing where it's like Mars is, you know, backing it up. 
Yep. So yeah, Mars square Mercury, Mars and Aries square Mercury in Cancer. Yep. That's, I, it kind of goes back to like our earlier conversations when it when Mars is squaring everything in Cancer. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's he, like, now I'm going to fight with Mercury. Right. Well, I think it's just like taking out one opponent at a time. You know, it's yeah. just going down the list and saying, all right, now Mercury, you're next. Um, and again, forcing like conversations and processes on the foundations of what we built this country. You know, like, hey, maybe that plan 400 years ago oh, wasn't great. Not great. Or, or 200 years ago when, you know, 250, whatever wasn't great maybe you need to rethink that and because we've asked it we've asked america to rethink that so many times i think mars is like okay enough you've done enough talking i'm gonna force it you know and i have a feeling that with with mercury being in cancer because mercury is neutral in cancer right it doesn't really you know and you know so i i feel like Oh, actually, let me, let's see. We're in, we are, yeah. we're, so yeah, we're, we're currently in Mercury and Cancer right now. Yeah. So I, I have a feeling too, like anytime that a planet interfaces with Mercury too, it gets louder mm-hmm. and there's lots of chatter. Yes. So it's hard I have to a, like decipher. Yeah. So I have a feeling there's just going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of like opinions and a lot of news and a lot of this. And there's like, this just going to be like this amplification of inflammation, if you will. Like, it's just going to be kind of like, Mm -hmm. and you know, Mars and cancer. I mean, the, the, the sign tells the planet what clothes it's going to wear. So it's going to be uh, more feeling. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's, those there's, emotional conversations, maybe emotional thoughts in our own heads, even. Yeah, you know. emotional outpouring, emotional fights. Right. And that, see, that's what I noticed when Mercury shifted into Cancer this season um, was that more families were having conversations around really hard stuff. And I was like, well, this yeah. is good. But it was really emotional. And I think um, Mars is going to also remind it, us like you still have to have those conversations. You have to continue to have those conversations and sometimes they're going to be really ugly, but you're going to have to. Yeah. And you still have to do. That's Mm -hmm. the other thing. I think, I think Mercury might be saying, well, I made a a really good speech and Mars will be like, great. Good for you. Words. Good for you. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Because that's what Mars is always asking. Like, what are you, what's your action? Right. You know, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And we get that one three times. Three times. We get it August 16th, October 3rd, and then December 23rd. Yes. All right. Let's see. There's one more in August. Yeah. Um, August 31. Yep. Transiting Mars. <laughs> in the second in Capricorn. So we get this one August 31st, September 18th, and December 27th. So Mars facing off with natal Pluto. I think this is power plays. Oh, most definitely. You know? um, Who has power? Who's using power? Who's using power in a shitty way? Who's using it for good? Yep. Who's going to dig their heels in even further because they don't want to challenge their own crap 
you know? Yeah. Um, I think, I think, yeah, if it doesn't get its point across, that's why it's, it's just going to revisit its charge during those dates, you know, when it comes back and back. Yeah. You know, anytime I see Pluto, I always think of like tunneling down. Mm, Yeah. You know, and I kind of feel like, you know, Mars coming in an interface is just like, Hey, I'm coming to talk to you about some stuff. Pluto's like, yoink. And I just, I, yeah, I just feel like, you know, I feel like Pluto is like tunneling down, like, well, you're going to have to come down here with me. Right. You're going to have to come over to the shadow side if you want right. to, if you want to talk about anything. Yep. And like, Mars has got a really good opportunity to be like, oh, good. I can drag some of the shadow, some of the demons over to light side, maybe transmutate them. Right. But that's going to be really. <sighs> that's difficult. Difficult and ugly and hard. Because right. as we know, like Carl Jung, the yeah. only way out is through. Right. But God, can that suck? Especially yeah. if when there's friction and resistance and right. all of well, that. And, you know, I kind of wonder, like, okay, so Mars goes in under. Can you blow it up from underneath? You know, like a mine, you know, field? Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, Mars yeah. loves explosions. Yes, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and Pluto, and you know, with Pluto being in Cap, mm-hmm. you know, Capricorn, Earth, Earth underneath, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, here's the I'm visual right I'm getting: Pluto tunnels under the mountain mm-hmm. of Capricorn, yep. and then Mars blows up the mountain. However, but because Mars burns so hot and so fast, so quick, yeah, that it's only like you get like half the mountain blown up. Yes, exactly. It's not the full, you know, because that's what I was going to say is like, even though that it's like revisiting each time. Yeah. It's not gonna be able to do it in one full blow. Yeah, it's almost like each time, because there's gonna be three of them. It's like each time it gets a little bit more, but there's still going to be like, part of the mountain left over. Right. (laughs) Hanging by a thread. Yeah. Because let's face it, Pluto might be small, but it is mighty. (laughs) Absolutely. Yep. So, yeah, so that'll be interesting. And speaking of Pluto, let's go ahead and talk about this Pluto conjunction. Yes. So Pluto conjunction. So what this is, is like transiting Pluto right now is swinging around and going to conjunct the uh, natal Pluto position in the Sibley chart. So this is what's called a Pluto return. Mm -hmm. And here are the dates. So get your pencils ready. February 3rd, 2022 through March 10 of 2022. June 2nd of 2022 through August 4th of 2022. And then December 10th, 2022 through January 12th of 2023. This is all of the range of Pluto being at 27 degrees. Mm-hmm. I just did the because Pluto hangs out in a position for so long, I thought I would yeah. just give the range. Right. Um, not like down to the degree and minute. Right. And then on March 25th, 2023 through June 11th of 2023, it goes zero degrees of Aquarius. So for a couple of months, Pluto goes into Aquarius, and we're going to actually get to see a little 
glimpse of what it will look like when Pluto is going through that sign, but then it's going to truck back into Capricorn. And the final hit is on my birthday of September of September 21st, 2023 through November one of 2023. So that's the last Pluto hit at 27 degrees. Yeah. So, you know, we're going and I talked about how it's applying right now. So basically, what what that is, is like anytime. And it depends on what kind of orb you use. I like a three degree orb when we're talking about applying and separating aspects. So when it's at three degree, three degrees away, you're starting to feel it, it goes exact. So it's at that degree point, and then really exact degree and minute. And then once it starts to move away, that's a separating aspect. And you'll feel still be feeling it and doing the cleanup crew. Yeah, um, to three degrees away from it. Right. So that's, that's how I look at that. Yeah, I, I feel like those during those like broad, those long periods of time, that that's going to be like the I, I don't want to, again, I'm not going to predict. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it's like that part where we finally see things truly unraveling as they were. Yeah. And then at the end of it, the smoke clears and we can see that what it looks like for real. Yeah. Like as a full, whatever it is, a collective, you know? Yeah. Um, Well, I look at it this way, you know, um, people referred to the Saturn Pluto conjunction as the tower card. Yeah. I look at the Pluto Pluto conjunction as the death card. Yeah. Right. Because at this point, it's kind of like the fires are all out. Right. Like, there's nothing the but ash. Already, yeah, the tower is already done, then it's the final death. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So and, um, again, again. Uh, you will, and you were on the call with uh, Gordon White and Austin Kopic. Yeah. Uh, I, I listened to the recording afterwards. Okay. Um, but um Austin was talking about this year and like once like there's the Saturn Pluto conjunction the ogres showed up at your house and they started to dismantle your house yes and then you know it's going to go away they go away by the end of the year but your house is still a mess right like so even they great uh, yeah exactly that analogy was really good it reminds me of like when a hurricane hits the hurricane during the hurricane you, you obviously you're just trying to survive right yeah and then the hurricane leaves and that's when you actually you know everything's still a mess but you have to clean it up the, yeah the difference is the hurricanes are pretty quick but this isn't yeah so no, this is the ogres yes yeah so you know the ogres have come to destroy our house and then i feel like by the time we're getting to pluto conjunct pluto it is yeah. the, it's the funeral. It, it's the wake. Yeah. It's the funeral. It's the yep. get together afterwards at the person's house. Yeah. Um, it's surveying what happened. Yeah. You yeah. know, and assessing like, what, what do we do now? You yeah. Know? Yeah. And then, and then figuring out what we do now. And I think right. Pluto moving into Aquarius 
will be the you know there's that you know there's the argument that's like the the dawning of Aquarius doesn't actually happen until Pluto yeah. is an Aquarius. I have a tendency to agree with that. I totally agree with that. I've heard that too, and I I because I know like when we the age of Aquarius quote unquote you know happened, yeah. I'm like yeah that, that, that's it's not happening yet. <laughs> yeah, it's the lead up to it. Right, right. You know, it's a pre, but yeah. Yeah, well, I, I love the hurricane analogy that you give because it's kind of like, you know how like before I don't, well, you're, you're from Texas, right? So you've been through hurricanes yeah. before. Um, well, we, I was in Dallas, so we didn't get them up there, but oh, okay. um, tons of tornadoes, same thing, you know? Okay. So yeah, like the lead up to it is kind of like the, the batten down the hatches and then when yeah. it's happening, you're just trying to survive it. And then afterwards, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, I can't remember where I was going with that. But I really, I really love that analogy. And I think that's like, with the whole age of Aquarius thing, it's kind of like, there's this lead up of like, a storm is coming. Right. And now we're in the storm. Yes. And it sucks. Yes. And so I feel like Pluto Aquarius is going to be the. That's when we come out of our, wherever we were hiding or, or battling it, who knows, you know? Yeah. Um, Swimming. Yeah against the hurricane or whatever it is. And then we come out and things might um, be quiet, but it's still going to be like a very devastating look around and go, wow. Okay. This happened. Um, And it's still, it's now we got to rebuild, you know? Yeah. And that takes a while too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that will be going on well into Aquarius. Yeah. So, You want to talk about election day? Sure. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) So what I find interesting about election day is that Pluto will be at the same degree as it was the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. (sighs) Sorry. really loud. <laughs> that is that's the thing that scares me the most. It's just kind of like, oh. Yeah. No. Well, and then what else? Um, um so Mercury stations direct. Yep. The sun trines the sun. Mm-hmm. Mercury is square Mercury. Yep. Transiting Chiron is square natal Jupiter. And Saturn is one degree from natal Pluto. Mm-hmm. So to me, that still counts because they're. That's so close. Yeah, they're they're starting to knock on each other's door. And I put also that the moon will be in Gemini. It will it will conjunct Uranus mm-hmm. um, on November 2nd. Yeah. So. As it, so it's going to, it's going to be in Taurus beforehand. So it's going to hit Uranus on November 2nd. And then the moon will conjunct Mars, um, late on the late night of the election. Yes. And, uh, the North node will also conjunct Mars of, and this is the Sibley chart. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, there's a lot of action. Yeah. When, Saturn, the Saturn Pluto conjunction happened in January. That was when COVID really came out into our country, or at least the talks, you know, like that was like, like that beginning point or entry point, whatever. Um, 
I'm just wondering, you know, besides the election, I'm just wondering if we're going to see another spike or worse, or maybe the conversation will have to do around COVID or it'll be that same crap, like making thousands of people go vote in a very dangerous situation when they could have been doing it mailing from home. I I think that's, I honestly think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think that we're not going to know on election night, because I think at 11 o'clock, there's still going to be people standing in line. I I totally agree. I think it is not going to be an easy go out and vote. It's going to be hard. And it's also, I I don't know, this might be a silver lining, but I kind of wonder about the communities that are usually um, like, I just lost the word. Communities that aren't usually able to vote easily. Yeah. Like, is that going to change or is it going to be worse? You know? Yeah. Um, and maybe calling that out. You know? Yeah. Well, and Mer- Mercury stationing direct, like. Right. Anytime something stations, it gets like super intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and Mercury... Oh, my goodness. Let me see. I forget what sign Mercury is going to be in. I think it's... Let me animate this. Oh, Mercury is going to be in Libra. Oh, diplomacy, justice. So Mercury is going to be hanging in the air like justice. Like yeah, amplifying, I, you know, I, this Libra energy, and ah. Mercury will be square mm-hmm. the natal Mercury, which right. is in Cancer. Cancer. So it's going to be so, oh my God, this is going to be like, uh, going to be super emotional. I think it's going to bring people out of their houses. And I also wonder if people who have been booted off registration or didn't know or finally are able to access voting i wonder if that's going to show up like mm. you know what i'm saying yeah uh, well and we've got transiting chiron squaring the natal jupiter oh interesting that's that's an interesting one because that's like mm-hmm. We're looking at like an expansive, loud mm-hmm. wound. This is Again. where this is where the hurt is. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. can have a decent conversation because Jupiter's in a decent s- position of sign. Eighth house, not so great. Well, and it's funny you say that because I'm thinking with the sun, um, trying the sun, like unearthing the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we're at well, and we're kind of seeing that too, is like the media doesn't always show everything. But now that we have social media, there's people live. Oh, you know, yeah. You know, so you can see more that's actually happening. Oh, yeah. Just the another one to throw in the loop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's that. And then with Saturn being one degree away from the natal Pluto. So we're getting like a different version of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. Right, exactly. And then yeah. we've also got the degree. Yes. 
the 22 degree. Right. So there's this, you know, <laughs> did you do the work that was promised? Right. Yep. Coming down. And also, too, okay. it's, a, it's a bit of a tower card as well, yeah. because it's the... Yep. Well, and here, so you have, like, we have moon conjunct natal Uranus. And that for me is, you know, throwing the whole, so a moon and Gemini conjunct. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. I was wrong about that. The moon is going to conjunct. Yeah. The moon is going to conjunct the natal Uranus. Right. And so um, everything we've ever kind of understood about how our elections were no matter what side you're on might be thrown out the window and like really yeah. pushing that whole or again not project you know predicting but like most voting days we get this surge of oh somebody's cheating or somebody's not yeah. counting votes and i just feel like that's going to kind of come up again in you know in voter registration or whatever it is yeah i think it's going to be it's going to be a messy day. It will. I, I think feel like it's going to layers. Yeah. And it's going to confuse things. And so there's so many problems. It's going to be hard to focus on which one. Yeah. Focus on, you know. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a very messy day. I feel like it's going to be an emotions are running high day. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a bit of a scary day. I'll be honest. Yeah. Well, and I already, uh, I already, put in for my absentee vote, uh, ballot. So <laughs> I, I need to, I, I, we just did it because I, I, I was like, mm, no, yeah. I'm not going to be out. Um, and at also Mars and North node conjunct late night election day. Right. Yeah. Ooh. So it's just like this balloon that keeps on blowing or like filling up and filling up until it's going to burst, you know? Oh Yeah. Transiting mm-hmm. North Node because the North Node is now in Gemini. Right. It's gonna it's gonna get to twenty one degrees and it's gonna sit right on that natal Mars. Right. Making eating. Yes. More, more, more. More, more, more strife. Yes. More difficulty. I was gonna say, just in case you didn't have enough, let me add to that. Yeah. Um, more you know, more burns, more Oh, it's going to be an interesting day. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. So, so go get your absentee ballot. Yeah. Get, if you have, if you have the ability to uh, get an absentee va- ballot, please do. And if you have the ability yeah. to donate to fair fight 2020, please do that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's, um, uh, that's Stacey Abrams. That's her organization. That's great. So if you do, you can go to absentee.vote.org and you can do that right now. You can apply. And, you know, the last time, I think, well, part of it, we still don't know where 12,000 votes, voter ballots went from our state, you know. But um, what I did notice was a lot of those were ballots that were requested like two to three weeks before the, the election. Mm-hmm. So do it now. And then yeah. if it happens again, we know that, well, we already know that it was a bunch of BS, you know, yeah. but um, there's a bigger problem, obviously. Yeah. But try to do that anyways. You know, I, I think it's important just to do that. 
Yeah, no, agreed. Wow. So, yeah, what I found interesting, too, and I'm going to I'm going to reference Rune Soup and Gordon Mm -hmm. White and Austin Kopic again was that they were talking about. Uh, do you remember the astrologer's name, the one that they talked about? I think it goes, they they have their, their site is like uh, Socrates or something like that, where they had they had called like every election correctly, except for Al yeah. Gore, but even called it correctly because they still had Al Gore winning right. the popular vote. And I don't remember. Yeah. Website. We'll have to find it. Well, what that person's prediction was, and I thought this was really interesting because it goes into one of my theories, okay. is that this person is predicting that Trump will win, mm-hmm. but that his job will be done by February. Yes, that's what I remember hearing that. Yes. And I thought that was really interesting because one of the things that I've been thinking about oh. is that Trump will win. But the Senate and House will go to Dems Mm -hmm. and Dems will be like, bye. Yep. I don't know what they're I don't know what they would do with Pence at that point. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how that whole thing goes. But but that's that's one of the weird inklings I've had. And that's interesting because it goes back to Pluto, Pluto conjunction. Oh, no, no, no. That's 2022. Never mind. Just kidding. Well, in 2021, in 2021, we've got that Pluto applying like the whole time. That's true. Right. It's just getting closer. Closer. Yes, exactly. So. Oh, and anything's possible because, I mean, that doesn't sound that far fetched to me. You know, I mean. Yeah. With what we've experienced in the last four years, whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I wish we could find that website though because that i know what you're talking about that was really fascinating actually yeah well Mm -hmm. and um it's a pretty recent episode of rune soup so hey everybody go check out rune soup yeah you should anyway because that's yeah just amazing yeah i love i love that i love that podcast it's awesome yeah but yeah so i mean that's that's more or less what's going on for election day. To me, it just has a very messy, emotional, frantic, confusing, confusing sort of vibe. And I actually think it's going to stay that way. Right. Because about a week after M- Mars will finally station direct. Yeah. And I actually think that is when. Yeah. We'll start to get some answers. Right. Yes, exactly. Yep. And I agree. And, you know, with Saturn and Jupiter moving into Aquarius, Mm -hmm. um, I would I want to leave people with something hopeful, because I think it's been really easy for people to just go, oh, what's the point of anything? Right. I feel like with Saturn and Jupiter moving into Aquarius Mm -hmm. and the, you know, the South Node has left Capricorn. Uh, I feel like there is going to be something positive Absolutely. that happens. Mm-hmm. Like it well, isn't just going to be like thrown into 20 years of darkness. Right. No, I, it's I, the, it's going to be is, difficult. Right. Again, the tower card, the hurricane during it, the ogres 
trashing your house, whatever, you know, yes, that is difficult. But I also think like, you know, we think about Jupiter and like the belief systems and we're going to, we're going to get answers and, and it might look different to everybody, but it's going to be, it's going to be more inspiring than I, and hopeful than I think people feel like it is because yeah. it is really hard right now, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because you look towards the future with Aquarius, so. Yeah, well, and you look towards the group. Mm-hmm. You know, one the of the things of- I keep seeing over and over again is like the thing about masks where people mm-hmm. are just like, I I don't know how to explain to you that you should just care about other people. That That's the whole thing. And it, like, you know, let's just say, let's just say they don't work they do but let's just say they don't the symbology of wearing one says i do care about people around me yeah and i i i i do i may not know you but i care about humanity you know yeah i don't want you to die or end up in the hospital of something horrible you know i don't want that for myself or anyone i care about i don't know you i don't want that for you either right Exactly. You know? Yeah. So with Aquarius, that's why I get hopeful because Aquarius, whether we want it or not, is going to be like, this is the vibe you're in now. So you're going to start to care about the group. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 that's that whole like people that don't like change, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to that that's human nature. And that's how humans continue is change, you know? So whether you want to or not, you're going to have to. And there's a reason mm-hmm. like we, we evolve on so many different levels with change. So, and, and learning and doing better. So why mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think too, with, with Mars, you know, at once Mars is done in Aries, and I believe he moves into Taurus on like January 7th or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, Mars puts down the sword and shield mm-hmm. and yeah. takes on more of a Venus quality. Yep. You know, you I mean, just, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a bit, I mean, Mars and Aries, I mean, Mars and Taurus is a bit of a bulldozer, you right. know, but it's, to me, it's also more slow moving and thoughtful. Right. Exactly. At least so you, there's the potential. Right. And you can catch your breath before things are just hitting and hitting and hitting, you know? Yeah. 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 So I think it's going to be a mess, but I also think that there's going to be hope at the end of it. So. Agreed. So with that, I'm going to say that this (laughs) podcast is complete. Yes. (laughs) And uh, I'm sure you and I will talk for a few more minutes after we sign off. But, um, yeah, thank you again for being here with me to discuss all the goings on in the above and the below. (laughs) Yes, I I love it. I always enjoy my time on here. I appreciate it. Yay. We'll keep doing it. We'll keep doing it. So um, you can always go to my main website, which is liferitualwi.com. You'll see there in the menu there is links to all my services classes and also if you would like to become a member on my patreon there's different tiers ranging from four bucks 
to 150. Like there's all kinds of different options. And then also there's a link to my aromatherapy herbalism shop, the Astrophicary. So liferitualwi.com. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and subscribe. I also now have a Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes or search something in the stars at patreon.com. And a special shout out to Jenna for her Patreon support. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and subscribe. For more information, please go to our website at somethinginthestars.com. Until next time, take care.